0: Welcome to the do Hawk Dozen podcast, a series of stories of Loras College young alumni from around the globe. Regardless of where they are from or where they are now, their time at Loris connects them all. Let's do this. Welcome back to the do Hawk Dozen podcast where the Loras Young Alumni Advisory Board spotlights a young graduate each month. I'm Allison Wong and our first do Hawk Dozen recipient of 2024 is 2013 graduate Brianna Oxley. We'll get into who nominated you and why a little later in the episode. So for now, welcome Brie. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. So happy you're here. I'm so excited to talk with you. Um, We're going to first dive into how you chose Loris. Everyone's got a little bit of a Loris, you know, how Loris chose them story. So I would like you to share yours.
1: Yes, that sounds good. Um, So. Full disclosure, I had grown up on the west side of the state in Sioux City and had moved um, to Cedar Rapids. So I have family on kind of coast to coast, as I call it. And so when I was in high school over here playing volleyball, um, another coach in the area that went on to – uh, go coach at Loris, um, had coached high school around us too. And so, after just kind of some back and forth between basketball and volleyball, um, I went up to. De- visit Dubuque. And it was my first time ever visiting Dubuque. And after that, I was locked in. I was sold. I loved Dubuque. I loved Loras and then decided to uh, play volleyball there. And unfortunately, you know, had an injury, didn't play much after that, but that was okay because I loved the rest of it. And that's why I wanted to stay.
0: Oh, I love that. And you've even stuck around on the Eastern side of Iowa after graduation. Nope. <laughs> yep. You're, con- you're a convert to the Eastern yes. side. <laughs> love that. Well, you mentioned you know playing volleyball for a short amount of time, but you were um, involved in a lot of things at Loris. You did mm-hmm. Dance Marathon, Loris Students for Inclusive Experiences, Loris Student Alumni Council, Alumni Student Worker, AmeriCorps, Lead for Loris, that's a lot. Right. Uh, How did all of these co-curriculars, you know, influence your LORIS experience?
1: Yeah, Um, I going down memory lane to look at all of these names again and experiences and things I had was awesome. Um, I truly loved everything that I did. You know, as once I knew I wasn't playing volleyball, it, you know, kind of turned to, okay, you know, what else am I interested in? What do I want to get involved in? And through either a friend or someone I met in a class or a professor, this list started building throughout my years there. Um, So I would say Being part of those groups at Loris really helped um, give me the knowledge, the confidence, and the courage to continue kind of that board group life after college as well. And so I currently serve on three boards right now, too. So that has all really set me up for a lot of things I enjoy doing now, even after school.
0: Oh, wow. What boards are you on?
1: Yeah, a lot of political ones, as you'll find. That is kind of the other love of my life. Um, so some for the county level, district level, and then right here in Cedar Rapids, too.
0: I love that. Was your experience at Loris, like were you involved in politics, like politics major or any of those other sorts of things? Yeah.
1: So um, the way it goes in education for the secondary level, when you're looking to teach middle school and high school, you have a major that is not education. And so through that, I ended up choosing history. And with that for teaching specifically, you can get your all social sciences. And I loved that because (laughs) you got sociology, psychology, econ, gov, histories, and the list went on. And so that really helped uh, me dive into some more of those things but have just a little bit of all of these areas that I loved and also influenced things that I do now too um, and then through taking some of those classes and meeting some other people I ended up doing a lot with the debut politics world and still do to this day.
0: Awesome well you're talking a lot about like what you're up to now so tell us about your career now what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I currently teach high school special education. I've spent the last decade teaching middle school and high school social studies, uh, government more often than not, but all of social studies. And so this year I decided to go back to high school and also switch it up a little bit by doing special education. Um, Both of these things are very near and dear to me. And so I wanted to um, have a different look at the classroom, help a different set of kids in another way than I have previously in my career, and so it's been great getting to do that now. And that's kind of the day job part of it. And then I feel like once it comes to the nighttime, that's where I'm getting a lot more involved in politics and board service, volunteering, and other things in my community. So um, that may be serving on some political boards. Last night we were a little busy hosting the caucuses. So that was (laughs) another one with the ice and the cold and everything too, Uh, but that was a lot of fun. So I feel like if I'm not doing something at school, you can find me in the political world.
0: I love that. Yeah. You keep very, very busy. What in particular drew you to teaching? Why is that something you pursued?
1: Yeah. Um, so there's kind of a before and a during Laura's portion. So I am a fourth generation Iowa teacher. So a lot of teachers in my family before me and currently too. Um, it's kind of funny because when we you know, have holidays and get togethers, everybody else teaches little. So they have a lot of elementary kids and I have the middles and bigs. So when we compare stories and conversations, it may look a little different when I tell mine than when they're talking about a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, and I'm talking about a 14 and a 17-year-old. So that's pretty funny. Um, So my mom specifically is a teacher too. And so, you know, growing up, hearing stories, going to her classroom and beyond, um, I've always felt a calling to that. I enjoy teaching no matter what it is or where I'm at in my life um, and like guiding people of all ages too. And so once I got to Loras, I actually declared for psychology. So I love how people work, why we do what we do, how we're wired, which fits into that teaching realm. And also the political one as I found out soon after too. And so as I was at Loris, um, the great part is about going to a liberal arts college like Loris is you get to dabble in a little bit of everything. And I mean, that's truly the point. So you get to figure out what you like, what you don't like and where things fall in the middle. And so through that, I kept going in classes, you know, talking to other students and peers and professors and really just gaining a lot of knowledge. And I was adamant, I was not going to go into education. I was gonna take everything else but that. And I remember exactly where I was standing in Beckman, freshman year dorm, go Beckman. um, When I, it just clicked after a class and I went over, grabbed my phone, called my mom. And I remember telling her, dang it, I got to go into education. I just felt like I needed more people, more students, um, people that I would see more on a daily basis and just felt that calling to the classroom, but doing it a little bit differently at that high school, middle school level too. And so then that kind of began the journey of uh, looking into special education, history, and that was it.
0: I love that. I love that you, you know, were trying to do your own thing, but then you listen to yourself and you, you said, Hey, actually I do just want to do this, but I'm going to do it my own way. Like that. That's really cool.
1: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's a memory I cherish. Cause like I said, I knew exactly where I was standing, the window I was, you know, longing and looking out of as I made that call to say, all right, dang it. It caught up with me. Thanks everyone for giving me the space to figure it out. But I did.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You had this phase at Loris. That's great. And I, a lot of people probably have those moments. They remember where they, yeah. you know, they decided to make a change at Loris And then they're like, I couldn't have never imagined my life that other way. And so happy mm-hmm. I had all those opportunities to explore and do what I, you know, was meant to do in the end. Yep. Um, what's been the most rewarding part of teaching for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah it's it's a whirlwind right now as so we're currently navigating school no school on and off um you know i think the most rewarding part often happens outside of the curriculum, the test taking, the daily grind of assignments and things like that. And a lot of it, especially thinking about government, social studies, things like that. And even as a special education teacher, I co-teach in social studies room. So I get to help make these connections even deeper too. Um, I think a lot of those aha moments are when I see kids connect that content to their life and they specifically stop and say, wow, now I get it. Wow, that makes sense. And there's always this pause. They kind of look around a little confused and then look up at you, make eye contact. And that is almost always what they say. And so I just truly enjoy those real world connections, um, knowing that they're building skills and knowledge that they're going to use far beyond their time with me and their time in school.
0: Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, you're making an impact every day. And it's, I'm sure, mm-hmm. so amazing to see that when it clicks for students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what drives you to be involved in politics on the local level.
1: Yeah, yeah. So going back to the family tree again. So my grandma, um, Jean Oxley, was a county supervisor in Lynn County. So she is the longest serving Lynn County supervisor. It's always a mouthful. And then she was also the first elected female county supervisor for the state of Iowa. And so it's great because a lot of people remember my grandma, but my grandpa, her husband, actually served in the Iowa House and Senate too. (laughs) Yep. So there was always something being discussed, something going on. Um, I have great pictures of sitting in their seats and going to visit, which was really cool. And looking back all these years later of my journey through it too i can really see where those things started influencing um you know books i wanted to read people i wanted to meet movies i wanted to watch um so in the end it was no surprise now looking back that i went into teaching and then combined that with politics social studies histories and um all of that too so Through that, I have really enjoyed it. And then honestly, at every chapter of my political journey, I have had really great friends, mentors, people I looked up to um, along the way that just really help you do that. And especially in Iowa, that's saying something with the national attention we get from the caucuses and caucus season and those things too. So it's been very special.
0: Yeah, that's so great. Um, Any moments that stick out to you whether during your time at Loras or, you know, post-graduation that you can think of that is dohawks supporting dohawks. you know, any moments that you have, any certain person you'd want to shout out that kind of embodies that phrase or embodied it at a certain time for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it actually flows perfectly into the conversation we just had, you know, think there's so many moments i could probably look back on you know getting together for homecoming you know everyone just checking in on each other um birthdays weddings babies all sorts of things um for me specifically a more recent one was my own election and running for office and it was awesome you know this was you know eight ten years after um graduating and so you know you are trying to keep in touch with everyone, but everyone gets so busy too. And it was really cool to see uh, Dewhawks coming back to like a post, to comment, send an encouraging text, um, even donating. To my campaign, I mean, through running for office, it takes—I've always been told it takes a special kind of person, and you really see that once you're in the thick of it. And it was just so cool how many do hawks, you know, I had talked to the week before or eight years before, who were now jumping in to support just because of that Loris connection. And um, being a do hawk means something. Uh, thinking about my time here in Cedar Rapids too. Um, I want to specifically shout out uh, the Cedar Rapids Washington High School DoHawks. Woo Uh, They are a great crew. I tell you what, no matter what building I go to to teach or group I'm a part of, we DoHawks seek each other out <laughs> immediately, and we always know. So I, I also treasure that part for the education side of things. But on the politics, it was very cool to see who reached out, who supported. Um, who was there. And just knowing that I had a community across the country that was still there. And it was just a really bright spot for me.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. You, we always know where each other are, right? We're going to find each other, Dewhawks. Yes, <laughs>
1: always, always. We, there's something to us. There's something very special about us.
0: Right. Well, speaking of Dewhawks, I have a message from the person who nominated you and I'm okay. going to play it for you. Okay. 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 <laughs>
2: Hi, my name is Molly Devine, 2013 Loras College alumni. I nominated Brie Oxley for the Dohawk Dozen. Brie Oxley exemplifies to me what it means to be an outstanding Dohawk. Since her time leaving Loras, Brie has done nothing but extend herself to support her community, from teaching um, to uh, supporting people running for public office, to running for public office herself, and even working in the nonprofit field. I think that Brie really exemplifies what it means to be a responsible contributor constantly giving back to the society that gave to her. And I think that that's a wonderful criteria for our DoHawk Dozen. I also think on top of being a great community contributor, she's a great friend. She's someone that I know I can reach out to even if we haven't talked in months and we can pick up right where we left off that I can share with her that she'll check in on me and then I'll check in on her. So to me, um, Brie Oxley makes an outstanding uh, Duhok dozen.
1: What do you think? Oh, Molly, she is good. She is sneaky and she is good. Molly, thank you. I love you. I love our Duhok connection still all these years later. And thank you. From the bottom of my heart, that really meant a lot.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. It's so nice to just hear someone say something positive about you and to like notice the work you're doing, the good you're putting out into the world. I really enjoyed listening to it. I was so excited to play it for you.
1: Yes, that was awesome. Um, and Molly and I often keep in touch during football season two as a Vikings fan myself. So the hot colors really did work for me. And a Bears fan for Molly, we often have to um, hold together in the NFC North against maybe the Packers or some others. And that was actually one of our biggest connections at Loris was figuring that out about us too. And so all these years later, we still text every time we play each other, the Vikings and Bears, a good luck text. And, you know, whoever wins, at least it's not the Packers winning that game and so on. So.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Oh, well, I love that. So happy that, you know, we were able to share that message for you. Are there any professors or staff faculty from your time at Loris who stand out to you and, you know, who really made an impact on your life?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um one of the biggest reasons why even with not playing volleyball but wanting to stay at loris was the size um just knowing that no matter what class it was or a professor i had i knew i could go to them and get real help on the content not just something to finish an assignment or pass a class but to continue to learn and deeper my knowledge on that topic and that's what i love about loris is the size of it and knowing professors are going to be there for me no matter what and so i want to give a a couple of shout outs to uh, Dr. Zhu and Dr. Sal. And if you were in our history thesis class, you'd know they are the best. And then also to a professor I had for education, Dr. Janine Kane, but to this day is one of my closest friends. And she is not too far from me now. And we get together probably every month, every other month. So that has been a really special connection to have all these years later and Know even once, you know, even after leaving Loris, we both still have this connection and are able to come to each other. And she's in the education world too. And I have ran a lot of things past her, asked questions. And it's a very special relationship I keep near and dear to. Um, and then the other thing about Loris that I loved freshman year to help get you in when we had the launch into Loris, love the ropes course. Um, was our freshman MOI class. So some of you now may not have had that, but I knew Loris was special when I was able to sign up for Jack the Ripper MOI class. And so shout out to Dr. Gail Young and all the Rippers in there and the great time we had getting through freshman year together.
0: Oh, that's so special. I'm sure everyone will love to hear that shout out. Yes. You know, we're it's January. This is coming out. We're in a new year. Twenty twenty four. What are you most looking forward to for this year?
1: Oh, yeah. Whoo. The last few years in really education and politics um, here a little bit on the eastern side, Cedar Rapids, we talk about the you know, COVID derecho, political turmoil era. Um, And so specifically as someone who was teaching in school, um, teaching in public education, uh, politically involved, teaching government and social studies, uh, there's been a lot that's happened the last three years or so. And so really in 2024, um, you know, a lot of things are evening back out. Um, You know, we're reconnecting. Everyone has a renewed sense of, who they are and joy and wellness and what they want to do. And I am right there too, as someone who taught in person um, during the pandemic as well and helped navigate those things. Um, It is, I've I've been looking forward to 2024 as just kind of getting back to it. you know a lot of things are reopening or have or uh we have bigger events and concerts and games and i am just looking forward to living life having fun and just connecting with do and friends alike across the country this year
0: i love that that is so great living life having fun meeting do hawks connecting with do what more could you ask for
1: exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> so great well, I wanted to end things with a little rapid fire questions. 12 questions for the 12 duhock Dozens of 2024. Are you game?
1: Oh, yes. I can't wait.
0: Okay, great. They're just going to be quick. You can just say the first thing that pops into your head. Okay, ready? Okay. Is your bed made right now?
1: Yes. Love doing that every morning.
0: <laughs> Me too. Your go-to lazy dinner.
1: Ooh, has to be a crisp diet Coke with a little lime packet in it and eggs any way I please and heating up some sausage. I just, I could eat it all day, every day.
0: Wow. That's, that is great. I love that. You got a little tree with the diet Coke, but you still got like some protein. Amazing. <laughs> Favorite time of day.
1: I like mid morning. You have woken up enough but not enough has happened in the day so there's still a lot of potential a lot of joy a lot of things to be found in the day at that time so fun
0: book you're currently reading
1: ooh um it is a book for school and (laughs) If I'm being honest, it's probably textbooks and online books. If I'm being honest, that's is how I spend most of my time preparing for class. Uh, so really pick your history textbook, pick your latest government article that I'm going to talk about with the students and share.
0: And that's where you can find me. Love it. Show you're binging. Show my what? You're that you're binging a show that you're Ooh. binge watching or just watching if you're not the binging type. Oh. I'm the binging type binging.
1: Yes. And my current show is on max because they finally um, are uh, showing the new season of true detective. Love it. Definitely take a look if you haven't watched those yet.
0: I'll check that out. What is your go-to karaoke song?
1: Uh, Go-to karaoke song. I would say here I go again on my own or Sometimes I dabble in a little Afro man as well, too. Depends on the time of night and what's going on. (laughs) Travel to the past or travel to the future? Travel to the future. I enjoy thinking about what's coming next, what's on the horizon, and what everyone has coming their way.
0: Cannonball into the pool or dip a toe first? Ooh, cannonball into the pool. Sweet or savory?
1: Sweet and sour, if I can.
0: Love that. One lesson you wish you'd learned sooner?
1: Yeah. I think this one is the one I most actively try to do weekly, every couple weeks, and that is stop and enjoy the moment or the experience. So I will literally tell myself, you know, something special is happening right now or I'm looking at something special, I want to remember this or enjoy it, so I will stop. And um, as, as we teach in history, when we are looking at pictures or videos, we kind of read those too. So I will take a scan of where I'm at, what I'm looking at, and make sure I look up and I look down. Uh, when I was in India a couple of years ago, that is really where I developed that and kicked it in because there was just so much to see and experience that you just got to stop and enjoy it.
0: Amazing. Purple or gold? purple all the way and your favorite spot on campus
1: favorite spot on campus is going to be getting wrap chicken wrap wednesdays at the pub with all of my friends
0: is there a moment you can think of during your time at loris where you kind of did that you stopped and said remember this
2: Mm
1: Yes. Um, I am going to kind of mention two on the different spectrums. Um, One, I think a lot of, you know, 2013 and Loris grads before and after um, often have this during dance marathon. You spend all year so many, you know, minutes and time and energy getting ready for this. And then all of a sudden it's here. And I know, you know, 12 hours, give or take seems like Not, you know, a lot of time, but it really goes by so fast. So always dance marathons if we're going to a new building or starting a new hour, you know, starting to take that time to do it. And then on the other side of it, I, you know, I enjoyed a lot of things that Loris had to offer, including things around homecoming and Miracle Miles. And so sometimes when you saw everyone walking up Loris or walking down Loris, um, it was just a very surreal experience. And so just stopping to take, you know, in all of the great people that you're with, where you're at, and that you can come and do this together too.
0: Ah, oh, those are so great. So great, I love those examples. Um, I totally totally get what you mean about seeing everyone walking around campus for those special events. It's it's yeah, feels like such a great sense of community in those moments.
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome, well, thank you, Brianna. So great to meet you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in and sticking with us. Be sure to tune in for the rest of the year because we have some great content coming up and some amazing DuHawks to introduce you to. We have some exciting things planned. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, guys.